This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm getting out over my skis here, and I'll readily admit this. We're going to be talking about something right now that uh, I have very little knowledge about. So I'm going to check in with um, my representation of the younger generation, that being uh, Sarah, our producer, Sarah Fox. Sarah, are you an anime kid? Are you into that? Not really. But it's big, right? It's big, yeah. And it's kind of cool. Like, the drawings are really cool in the comics and all of that kind of stuff. It's cartoons. That's what we're talking about, is cartoons. Japanese cartoons, uh, but they have definitely come across to uh, North America, and they're huge. They're big. And apparently, fans of anime are very excited about something called Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. Do you know what that is, Sarah? Are you familiar with Cowboy Bebop? I've seen it on TikTok, but I haven't really stopped and looked at it, no. Apparently, it's a big deal when it comes to anime, and uh, people are very excited because it's getting one of those Netflix reboots that we hear so much about. So let's find out what's going on with anime and with Cowboy Bebop and all this stuff. It'll be an education for us. Let's figure out what's happening here. We're going to chat with Matthew Poulter, who's a Ph.D. candidate in communications and culture at York University. Matthew, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Okay, anime. Um, for those of us who don't know a whole lot about it, it is a really big deal, isn't it? It's it's a major, major genre. It is, and with the uh, with the advent of streaming platforms and the like, it's kind of gotten bigger than it ever really has been in North America over the past, uh, I'd say, decade or so. Mm-hmm. Why did it... Now, Cowboy Bebop gets a lot of credit for sort of breaking through in North America, right? It's seen as one of the, one of the series that sort of made that inroad in this part of the world, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's thanks to a combination of the fact that it's very heavily influenced by North American pop culture itself. It's kind of a very Japanese take on a lot of things that North American audiences might be more familiar with, like um, it's like gangster movies, okay. uh, Italian westerns, Hong Kong action cinema, all sorts of things like that. And it um, it was the first anime to air on the Cartoon Network Adult Swim block when that premiered back in 2001. And it got a uh, sizable cult following because of that. Um, so it's got storylines that may be familiar to a North American audience. It also relies heavily on music, right? Music is a big part of this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It bore, um, the, it very deliberately borrows from a ton of, um, a multitude of different, uh, musical influences, very focused on, you know, jazz, blues, hip hop, fusion. Um, it even throws pieces of, you know, classical, rock, metal, that sort of thing. It's, it's got a very eclectic inspiration. Um, What's it about? What what, what is the storyline of Cowboy Bebop? So Cowboy Bebop is about four bounty hunters who travel through space, largely in the areas around Mars and Jupiter in a somewhat distant future, and they're all fleeing traumatic pasts in one way, shape, or form, and they're trying to make a living by hunting bounties and basically just trying to make a living, uh, and they're constantly down on their luck as they crawl through space and, you know, have adventures. Now, it's old. Right? I mean, originally, the original Cowboy Bebop goes back a couple decades almost, right? I, I, uh, I hate to think of this as old, but yes, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it premiered originally in, uh, on Japanese TV in 1998 and first came to uh, North America in 2000. And so why is it getting the reboot, and what will this reboot be? Do we know yet? Um, so, I, I mean, it remains one of the most 
popular animated hit North America since then, even over 20 years later at this point. And, it, it, you know, people still reference it. It's still, if you go online and look at, you know, if you ever search like top 20 anime ever released and everything, you'll routinely find it at number one, wow. um, even, even all this time later. And the Netflix adaptation looks very much like to kind of try to take you know, something that took a lot of Western culture and take the West's own take on it with live action. So it stars um, some recognizable actors like John Cho, who people might know from the Star Trek reboots or from the Harold and Kumar series, um, as well as a bunch of other folks. And it just looks to be trying to do an an interesting live action take on what was once animated. Do you anticipate more of this? Because I know, I mean, I've got I've got teenage kids and I coach teenage hockey, and I know anime is big among some of these kids. Yeah. It really, really is. Why hasn't it broken more more mainstream? And maybe this Netflix series will do that. Do you think? Um, it's very possible. Um, I think a big thing about it is is that for a long time, um, anime was not only very niche, but it was also very niche in terms of being able to purchase it. You know, you, once upon a time, you used to have to go to a specialty shop that got a DVD that had maybe three episodes of a 26-episode series on it, and those would retail for about anywhere between 40 to $50 Canadian, um, whereas nowadays it's so much more ubiquitous because of streaming platforms yeah. like Netflix or Funimation or Crunchyroll. And on top of that, um, Netflix in particular seems to really be going all in on these live-action adaptations. They've just announced a slew of other um, adaptations of really famous series that they're going to be doing over the next couple of years. What's the anticipation like? Are anime fans beside themselves and can't wait to see this arrive? I think I think a lot of people are very excited, but there's always a little bit of concern that, you know, whenever anything gets adapted in a new format and yes. for a new audience, you know, I think people are worried like, oh, maybe it's not going to have what made the first one so special or maybe they're going to, you know, maybe they're going to water it down for a more general audience or the like, but I, I think a lot of people are excited. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to watching the new one. Okay, and uh, maybe the first of many, right? Yeah, fingers crossed. Okay. Matthew, thank you so much for the education. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. I'll come back anytime you want. Excellent. Appreciate it. We'll do it. Um, that's Matthew Poulter, who's a PhD candidate in communication and culture at York University in Canada. So, uh, this, this apparently is all the is all the rage out there, and sometimes it's it's a good idea to reach out into uh, areas that maybe you're not familiar with. And anime would be one that is completely and utterly foreign to me.